Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay, hello everyone. We are Mike and Jody Cleveland, and we're here in the state of Washington. And we are with a new friend today. Her name is Sarah. And Sarah, we found out, is from Pennsylvania. And Sarah, I'm so glad to meet you and to have you take some time to be with us today. Thank you. It's good to meet you too. So we are excited to talk with you. We know that you had just finished the weight loss boot camp course. Mm -hmm. And I believe you said you're in the mentorship course now. And uh, so you're continuing on and that's wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I think about 65 mentors and about 2,500 active students. So we're thankful for oh, wow. you <laughs> long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to talk with you about your experience uh, in the okay. weight loss boot camp. Um, we had agreed beforehand to kind of look together at Colossians 2 to yep. sort of in our discussion. Do you have that handy as well? Yes, I do. I have my Bible right here in front of me. Great. Okay, good. Well, let's just uh, let's just look at it. Let's start with verse eight. We thought we'd go through. Was it eight through eleven? I think eight through eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wherever we go, what you know, however mm-hmm. we do is fine. However many <laughs> we get to, um, but it yep. says in verse eight, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. And so, Sarah, we look at this and we go, there is a um, set of instructions. There's a belief system that this world has that is hollow and deceptive. It's empty and it's not true. Um, And the only way that we know that we're not involved in that, it says in verse 8, is that we base our beliefs on Christ. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Can you see the difference as far as like, had you been involved in previous maybe human programs or diets or systems that promote this type of- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> lots. <laughs> um, yeah, actually I've kind of considered nutrition my hobby um, for, oh gosh, a long, long time. Um, and I've been through a number of different diets. I've done paleo. I tried to do keto. Um, oh gosh. Um, the, uh, nourishing traditions where you soak your grains, not that that's a bad thing in and of itself. Um, but where it's like, you're, you know, deriving your value from how well you follow this and not just that, but it's, um, you know, where it's like, it's one thing that fits for everyone where it's like, like you said, Mike, you know, like it, everything, it's different for everybody. You know, I tend to do well in a vegetarian diet, whereas, you know, like my daughter, she doesn't, she needs a little bit of meat in her diet. Um, so it's like, you know, so it's like, yeah, you've got all these diets that you try to follow and I am awful at following all those diets we are Um, our flesh you know our flesh is weak and I think mm -hmm. that's what I see to it that you're not taken captive this 
this stuff can captivate us. It can enslave us. We can become very focused on it. Had, had you experienced that part of it as well? Um, yeah, yeah. Because then it's like your whole life is centered around this diet, you know, where it's like, oh, and, and they say like, you know, especially in the keto circles, oh, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, and I, I was just um, thinking, you know, it's, it's something that is very divisive too, yeah. because it's like, you know, you've got the militant paleo people, you know, you've got like all sorts of people that are like, oh no, this is the one way to eat and everybody should eat like this. And it, you know, it ends up dividing people because it's like, well, you don't eat the way I do. So I can't be friends with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Or vegans even are like, oh, you, you know, you exploit animals. You're horrible. You know? Okay. You know, right. And everybody's I don't want to see people, I don't, I don't want to see animals needlessly suffer either, but it's like, you know, like, no, this is, this is what's good for me. You do what's good for you. And right. You know, and like, so yeah. Look at the solution there in verse eight, that the, the solution to the captivity of the world is Christ. Yes. And oh yeah. All that he accomplished compasses and all that he accomplished for us um Mm -hmm. you have verse nine that you can read there sarah oh yeah yeah um for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily and so look at the fullness you know it said specifically the word fullness so all of god Mm -hmm. lives in christ and you know this fullness i think is what a lot of us have been looking for you know, it says in, mm-hmm. in, in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, you know, I was, I was so empty and I was looking into all kinds of things and it, that included food, just a, a irrational focus on food. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Get the fullness. Um, had you experienced that as well? What is your experience with this fullness in Christ now? Um, yeah, I think so. Because you know, I, I think I expected a diet to help me lose weight so that I would then have value. Um, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, if you're overweight as a woman, you know, like you're just looked down, you know, you look down on and it's, and I expect that to fulfill me and make me feel like a whole person, but it doesn't because it just leaves you searching for the next hit really. You know, if you want to, yeah, you know, use it in drug terms, like, you know, oh, hey, this new diet's going to be the great thing. And it, and it's, it's not, it absolutely is not it at all. It's only when I was able to turn and look at the cross and, you know, finally see Jesus that it, you know, that then I was full. Yeah. It, it, diet has nothing to do with it. That is you exactly know? right. Yes. And it's that fullness that then keeps us from going out uh, and looking and trying to find the fullness. We already have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in him, you have been brought to fullness, past tense. Yeah. Um, and so you, you mentioned the cross, um, Sarah, and that is, that's verse 11. You want to read that for me? In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh put off when you were circumcised by Christ. 
So again, you, you look at the cross, you mentioned that, and you see not only Jesus dying for us, but you see your old self um, crucified mm -hmm. him. It says, what does it say? The whole self ruled, ruled by, by the, the flesh. flesh. Yeah. So Sarah, we're no longer ruled by the flesh. That person was put off. Yeah. Um, what, what's the difference? What in your own experience, what is the difference between being ruled by the flesh and now looking at the cross and seeing that person actually died? Um, with being ruled by the flesh, it's like, oh, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Oh, hey, I want this. So I'm just going to go ahead and have it. Um, never mind that it's really not good for me. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and then having that, and then in, in, in doing like that, um, you know, being in the flesh, it's like, I, I try to rely on my own strength to follow a diet, but it's like, you know, it's not until I saw that the flesh died and that I now have the power of Christ in me, that it's like, oh, I can actually follow a diet for more than two weeks. <laughs> like I can eat the way I am supposed to, because first of all, this is what God has told me to do. And second of all, God has enabled me to eat this way. And it, it, I'm not relying on my own strength anymore because, you know, I, I have the strength of Christ because, you know, my old self has died. So it's like, it's Christ living in me now. That is a powerful difference. It's, it's so it, it is. different. It changes everything about us, not just the way we eat, but all our interactions, uh, the way in mm -hmm. which we live. So the first truth that we really focus on is to wash at the cross. And, you know, here's, here's one of the ways in which we do it. We see the cross and we see our old self being crucified, the flesh being cut off right. like this. What what does it mean to you, Sarah, to, to wash at the cross? I'm sure you've thought about that during the 30 days uh, of the course. And what, what does that mean personally to you? Um, I think it, it means, like, you know, I, I see Christ hanging on the cross and everything that he went through on the cross um, just so that one day I could believe in him and, you know, follow him and love, you know, it, um, you know, it just, it, it blows my mind that God loved me that much to, you know, to let Jesus go through that suffering that Jesus would willingly do that. I mean, like I, the, the whole time I'm like thinking about the passion of the Christ and like some of the scenes and where the one, you know, the one Roman centurion is like, okay, now flip him over. It's bad enough. They beat his back, but then they want to beat his like, you know, his tender front side too. And it's like, Oh my, it, I cry every time I see that. And it's so hard. And it's like, I, and I think about that and you know, washing at the crosses, it's like, it just, it makes it real for me. I think about that and, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm filled with gratitude Yes, that God would love me that much to want to save me in such an extreme way. Um, it, it feels extreme to me, you know. Oh, most definitely. And, 
So, um, and it changes your heart, right? This is the, it does. Yes. This is the message that God has given that changes our hearts to where we're no, no longer captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy of the world, but mm -hmm. crucified with Christ. And now we're full. We have yeah. fullness in him. Our fullness is him living in us by his spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's the next principle, isn't it? About the spirit of God. We, when we wash at the cross, we begin to walk by the spirit. Um, yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Can you put that into, I know it's not, we're not trying to put you on the spot because <laughs> we've thought these things as well, but um, can you describe that as far as what does it mean to you to walk by the spirit? Um. Well, I, th I think I had a moment um, where I was kind of listening to how the spirit was leading. Um, I, I posted something on discord um, where I was like, you know, I think God, I think the spirit's telling me to stop eating so much sugar. And it's like, you know, and you, and you affirm that where it's like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, you, you, you know, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And, you know, it's like, just listening to, you know, to the spirit that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's weird because it's like, you're, you're not hearing like this audible voice, right. but it's like, you're getting impressions and it's like, and you know, for me, it's like, oh, I just start crying <laughs> and I'm getting like so emotional because it's like, oh, this, you know, this isn't really the answer I wanted, but I know it is the right thing to do. So it's like, I, I think you just kind of know that something is the, is the right thing to do. That is a really good definition of walking by the spirit. <laughs> um, and, and, and so you're actually being empowered by the spirit of God to make changes mm -hmm. yeah. in your life. And that's the difference between following somebody who tells me what to eat, what not to eat, how to live, that's empty, that's deceptive, that's philosophy of the world. But the spirit of God, and the wonderful thing, Sarah, is the more you listen and follow, the, the clearer the voice gets and the more he leads and, and all that. So it's, a, it's an increasing value in our lives. Mm -hmm. to be led yeah. by the and also as we're led by the spirit, then we don't gratify the lust of our flesh. <laughs> and that's powerful isn't it yeah it is and that's a, that's probably been the hardest thing for me to to kind of like like you know it's like I think you talked about early on about like just eating when you're hungry and it's like I'm not used to just eating when I'm hungry I'm like it's lunchtime it's time to eat <laughs> or oh I really want this so I'm just gonna go ahead and eat it um but it's like I need to I need to crucify those things and nail it to the cross. And I, I can't just eat whatever, whenever. And there was a book I had read before doing this where it was just like, hey, you're hungry, just go ahead and eat. Or, you know, it's the middle of the night and you're hungry. Well, just go ahead and eat anyway. And I'm just kind of like, well, no, wait a second. This doesn't sound right. This sounds like we're gratifying the flesh. And when I was reading that and kind of in that teaching, I gained so much weight <laughs> and it was, it was not, it was definitely not a good thing. Um, yeah. 
but this is, you know, it's like, this has been so much better um, because it's like, no, I'm not just doing whatever, whenever I want to, you know? And I, I think, you know, it's like by not gratifying the flesh, then it allows the Holy Spirit to, you know, we're more receptive to the Holy Spirit then. Whereas yeah. like when I'm, when I am stuck and I'm numbing my emotions with food, it's like, I'm not as in tune to the Holy Spirit then. And I can't be because I'm so full of something else that is not godly. Wow. God is giving you wisdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really, really. This is awesome to hear. Um, because, you know, the next, the third principle is that we war against the flesh, right? We, we don't mm -hmm. just do it and follow its every cravings and every suggestion. Right. Oh, it's midnight. I'm hungry. Let's go eat. No, that's a battle. That's now mm -hmm. we can walking by the spirit. We're warring against the flesh. Uh, and so we don't listen, give in. We now we realize we got to put it to death or it's going to kill us. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a militant attitude, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Overall, Sarah, what, uh, like, as we, as we bring this to a, a close, and by the way, I, <laughs> Jody and I so appreciate your story and just hearing how God has worked in your heart and in your life. Thanks. Uh, but as you think about other people who are being exposed to this instruction to wash at the cross and walk by the spirit and war against the flesh, what thoughts do you have to convey to them if they're saying, hey, I thought this was supposed to be a diet. Uh, I thought I was supposed to, you know, learn how to eat food differently. What, what thoughts do you have to, to share with them? Uh, um, it's like the diet part is part of it, yeah. but once you get your heart right with Jesus and God and it like everything you do is different then like you know you're not living like you used to you know like you know living um but at the foot of the cross is really the only fulfilling way to live um and it's the only way that you're going to have any kind of strength to do anything um so I mean it's not all, you know, it's not a, a cakewalk for sure. It's not easy. It is hard, you know, and especially since you're in the world and you're getting all these different messages thrown at you um, and you've got, you know, socially, you know, like, oh, you don't eat sugar. Well, you know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like you don't want cake What what the heck? Um, but it's it's definitely not an easy thing, but it is definitely a lot more fulfilling and rewarding, ultimately. Um, and, you know, just, you know, it, it took me a little bit to for it to finally sink in because I'm used to the rules. I'm used to, you know, doing everything um, in a legalistic fashion. So to find, to learn to, you know, to wash at the cross, to, you know, to, to walk by the spirit and more against the flesh, it's like, oh, this is a completely different way of doing things, but it is a better way of doing things because, you know, yeah, you've got your battle plan and you're going to follow, you know, I mean, there are certain rules in the battle plan that 
you're going to follow. But when you fail, there's grace. It's not just when you fail. Oh my goodness. I'm condemned now, which is what you had before, you know, Oh, I fell off the wagon and now I'm just going to eat myself into oblivion, which is Mm -hmm. what would happen before. It's like, Oh, well, I ate pizza last night and yeah. Okay. All this dairy isn't sitting well in my stomach. Okay. So I get up and I do better tomorrow, you know, and I pray and ask God for strength. And it's just, it's just a better way. I, I really appreciate that. I, I think you're right. Um, even looking at this passage in Colossians 2, we started out as captives. Mm-hmm. Captive. We end with our old self being put off. Um, then what makes a difference is the cross. Yeah. Um, and, and if you know, the cross becomes so precious and so powerful in our lives. And it begins to crucify the world to us and us to the world. Paul says, mm-hmm. I'm not boasting anything except the cross. I'm not going to boast how well I'm doing for sure. Um, I'm going to boast in what Jesus accomplished when he died in our place. Right. And so that's really important and really powerful what you said. And I know others are going to be encouraged by it. Sarah, thank you very much for taking your time to uh, come. All right talk with us we really appreciate it was a pleasure thank you this has been a podcast of setting captives free for more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom please go to settingcaptivesfree.com tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free